So the Mac is due for a major refresh, and we know that's gonna include Apple Silicon, but what about the rest of it? Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as Mac World and PC World writer Michael Simon. Thank you guys both so much, as always, for calling in. It's always great to chat with you both. So, like I mentioned, we know, and we've talked about it before, that Apple is transitioning to Apple-made chips processors for the Mac, which is huge. I'm curious about your thoughts. What else are you guys thinking that we're going to see, speculating, hoping to see in the future of the Mac? Mike, do you want to go first, or shall I just throw out something? Real well, quick? I don't know. I, ne I never get top billing on these things. Go. It's always, it's always executive editor King Mingus and, and some yeah. other guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about the title, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, right off the bat, people were concerned that the Mac was going to lose all of the things that make the Mac the Mac. And that's not going to happen. We already know, Apple said this week, that Thunderbolt 4, which Intel is, is releasing the specs for, and it will be available on PCs soon-ish, will be coming to the Mac. Like there's no, people were concerned that are they gonna do proprietary ports? I think it's gonna work. Am I, everything is going to work just like it, it does now. Yeah, maybe we'll need new dongles and things like this, but we would probably need that anyway. But the Mac is still going to be the Mac. It's just gonna be instead of running x86 processors is going to be running ARM processors, which is Apple's silicon. Yeah, you know, I, I, one question, Michael, maybe you'll remember this. When Apple made the transition from PowerPC to Intel, when they first, when they came out with the first Intel Macs, did they do a redesign of the, of the you know, the format of the form and function? You know, did the, did the Intel Macs look different or did they slip in the Intel chips and then later on begin to do the, you know, the evil evolution? I mean, it, it was a little bit of both. The iMac had a slight redesign, but it was mostly the same. The, the MacBook Pro was the same. The iBook took on a, a, a changed. And then we also got the MacBook Air, which was the big, that was the, the main reason why Apple wanted to get rid of Motorola and go to Intel was because they couldn't do what they wanted to do design-wise. So with the heat and, and, the, and, and the power efficiency that Intel provided, they were able to do the MacBook Air, which was ridiculously thin. And, and at the time, like, you know, mind blowing when Steve Jobs pulled it out of that, that, that manila envelope, it was, it, it was a big deal. So um, I think that we can't really compare those two because I, the reason why Apple is moving to its own processors is like tenfold. I mean, yes, there's the speed and there's the graphics and there's the roadmap and all those other things, but you know, we can just look at the MacBook. We can look at the iMac. I mean, they're, they're stuck. So I think a large part of why Apple is moving to its own chips is so it can control the whole stack. And a major part of that is going to be designed. So yeah, I think we're gonna see slimmer bezels, um, thinner designs, um, better battery life. And, and the things that we see in the iPad that the, you know the 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 advancements that Apple brings to the iPad with each iteration, I think that's that is what's missing from the Mac, and that's what Apple wants to bring. Do you think Apple's going to go to the new technology for screens that it's been talking about? I think for the iPad, is it like Mini LED? Uh, micro, uh, micro, micro LED. LED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think yeah. um, I don't think we're going to see OLED Macs anytime soon, if ever. 
I mean, damn, not, I wanted great. an OLED Mac. I mean, listen, they're they're gorgeous in TVs, and but it's just not necessary. I don't think on a on a on a, on a laptop. I don't think we're going to see 4K either. I don't think that's necessary either. I mean, it's on the iMac on a 27 inch iMac. That's one thing. On a 13 or a 15 inch Macintosh, it's just not. There's there's no reason for it. I mean, listen, uh, an 85 inch TV 4K watching movies, it's amazing OLED in 4K. On, on, on a screen this size, it's going to use more battery life than 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 it's, than it's worth it. But yeah, I think I think the, uh, the 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 mini LED is definitely coming. They're they're more power efficient. They're closer to OLED in the sense and in, in, in the way they handle blacks and colors and things like this. And we've heard that rumor now for a long time. iPads first, MacBooks second. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this time next year we'll 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 probably have a mini LED iPad. And later next year, I guess ish, maybe 2022, we'll see a uh, a mini LED MacBook. I don't know if it's going to be materially different than what we see now because this displays on the MacBooks are good, but you know they're not as bright as the iPad. They're not as 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 vibrant as the iPad. That's yeah, crisp. Yeah. So I think we'll see all of that come to, yeah, the MacBook Pro. The iMac, on the other hand, I'm not sure because it's bigger. And those displays are, are pretty amazing as they are. So I don't know if they're going to bring that technology to the iMac. I don't even really know if they need to because they have 4K and 5K displays already in those models. I, you know, I wonder, uh, and Juliet, jump in because I, I, I could keep quizzing Michael all day. So if, don't let me uh, step on you. But one last thing and then I'll, I'll shut up. But I've seen these renderings where it might be a patent application that has what looks like the basic chassis for a MacBook with a slot in the front that you could drop your iPhone in, basically. And the computer, the, the, the processing, graphics processor, et cetera, that's in the phone, basically becomes the brains for the laptop. Is that, a, is that um, something you're familiar with, Michael? Is, is that an actual patent application that, you know, was put in by Apple just to sort of cover some bases that might never turn into anything? Or is there yeah. something to that? I mean, I don't know. I'm. I, I know I've seen it in other companies. I think. I think um, um, Motorola did it, maybe, or maybe Samsung. I think it was Motorola. I mean, I don't know if Apple would ever do that. I don't know if it's really, like, we have the iPad with the magic keyboard. I think that's as close as they're going to get to that type of thing. I can't imagine a, 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 a world where your iPhone turns into your desktop. I mean, all right. Okay. So Samsung has something they call um, Dex. And you can use a cable and plug it into a monitor, and it gives you like a like a like a Chrome OS type environment with a dock and floating windows and things like that. And it's it's fine for quick little tasks, and everything saves back to your phone. You unplug it and, and you go. And you know I use it occasionally. It's not you know to 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 get from one thing to the next. It, it's it's a very deliberate act. I don't know if Apple would necessarily do that. That said. I do think we're going to see a, a, at some point an iPad OS desktop environment where, where you connect it to a, an external display. You, you, you get like a different version of things that's closer to the Mac. I think that we're more likely to see that than we are uh, uh, like an iPhone dock that turns it into a laptop. It just doesn't, it doesn't necessarily compute. I mean, it would be cool to pop it into a, a keyboard and have the iPhone screen turn into the trackpad and like that sounds awesome but 
how many people are going to want that? How many people are going to buy that? And how expensive would it be? <laughs> but you're going to buy anything with an Apple logo. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm probably not the target audience. <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows? I'm sure. I'm sure there are prototypes of these things uh, um, somewhere in in Apple Park, and I'm sure they're they're working on these things. I just I don't necessarily think that that's where the Mac or the iPhone or whatever it is is necessarily going, and I certainly don't think that's the reason for the switch to uh, Apple Silicon processors. Okay, I won't get my hopes up. <laughs> I'm wondering too about, and I know we have touched on this briefly, and I, it seems to me that you are both firmly against any sort of touchscreen MacBook or iMac, but I'm wondering too if you think, even though you guys are against it, if you think that could be something to see in the future, it almost feels like sorry, sort of like a blurring of the lines between you know, an iPad Pro and a MacBook. I don't think it's necessary. I think you've got the iPad for, for touchscreen and you've got, uh, you know, the MacBook Pro or MacBook for more traditional computing on a mobile device. Michael? I mean, I, I understand that, that line of thinking and I, I do think there's, there's that you're probably right. However, Big Sur is very, very much touchable. Like the way Apple redesigned it, it's it's you know there's a famous line that um, when when OS 10 came out, uh, the Aqua interface, which was something that we hadn't seen before, Steve Jobs said that you can you can lick you can lick it like you want to lick that it. It was lickable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, I mean, Big Sur really looks like like you want to reach out and touch it. Like it's very it's you know part of that is because our brains are tuned to that kind of flatness, which is you know they adopted from iPad OS, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see that evolve into a touchable thing. We, we've had this conversation numerous times, Ken. Yep. And I, I, I agree with you in the sense that I don't think that's where the Mac is going. But I do think there is something else in the works that uses elements from everything and creates that kind of hybrid mythical device that does everything well. In hand in hand with touch, I'm, also wondering about how the touch bar will evolve. I know like when the touch bar first came out, it wasn't, it seems like some people had some issues. I have the MacBook and I think you do too, Ken, the 16 inch, just for my personal use with the touch bar. You can bar, just assume that Ken has the newest it. stuff, Julia. That's, yeah, that's but fair. You mean my now old and busted and outdated yeah, yeah. Uh, MacBook Pro from last year? Your, your $3,000 laptop, that's now obsolete. That, it wasn't three. <laughs> The obsolete laptop that I have that will I'll have to replace next year. You know, mom's going to get an upgrade. Let's put it that way. <laughs> have to replace. Have to is doing a lot of work there, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it often does. But now, uh, now that I have the touch bar, it's something that I never was used to before. And even though it is something that I just used for, you know, in my personal life, I'm not usually doing any sort of like heavy enterprise level work on it. I mean, like maybe I'm editing a video here and there, but that sounds crazy. It's mostly just, um, you know, things that perhaps I don't need a, a laptop as powerful as a MacBook for. That being said, the touch bar is sort of a nice feature, but I just don't feel like I utilize it that much. And yeah. I'm wondering if there's something that could come, become of that or come of that. I hope it goes away. Really? I don't I think, think it's going I think, away. I know, I, but I think I think the touch bar is the scissor keyboard of, of you know, 2015 or 16 yeah. or whenever it came out. I, I don't use it. I don't miss it when I'm on some other laptop or desktop. It's, yes, it's nice if you want to drag your finger. Maybe if you're doing editing on video, Juliet, as you say, you know, it might have some specific uses, but if it went away, I wouldn't miss it. 
Tell yeah, I think that's, that's true of a lot of people. And I, I, I feel the same way where in the sense that I mainly use it for function keys that I would normally like the volume and the brightness. And however, there are, you know, it, it, it does have potential, like when I need to take a screenshot and I don't have to do, I, even though I still do it because it's muscle memory, but the shift option three, I can just press the camera button and take like, that's like, there are things or the save button. I can just press the thing rather than going all the way up to say, like when I remember to use it, there are things there that are convenient. There's there's one thing that I will say, and I'm, I'm I'm debating turning this into an article. I don't know if it's worth it, but when I was using the iPad with the Magic Keyboard as my full-time Mac, I like there were several times during the day when I reached up to use the touch bar. I I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I said to myself, like, for, like, was, well, "Were you using the touch bar, or were you looking for?" A, I was looking for I was looking for it on the on the iPad Magic yes. Keyboard. Right. And I think it's because it's a touchable device on the Mac. It makes less, less sense because we're not, con we're not conditioned to move our fingers off the keyboard, but on the iPad I am. And I like, I would stop short and look for it and then realize it wasn't there and then go. And I do think that on the magic keyboard and let's face it, it's expensive enough. They can, they can just add one on there. I, I think the, the touch bar would make a lot of sense on the, on the magic keyboard. And I but also think, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me, you, you can ask your question because I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay. Before you go, I was just going to say that were you looking for the touch bar or were you looking for a function key? Because I've, I've, I do have the Magic Keyboard. I use it with my iPad. And there have been times when I go up, you know, exactly as you're describing. But what I'm looking for is a function key, not necessarily the touch bar. Maybe. So, but even for like, like I was, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like a save thing. And I went to press the save button on my keyboard and it wasn't there. Like, or a screenshot is another one. You know, like it, it, I think it makes more sense on the iPad than the Mac, but it's, it's, first, it's not, Apple's not going to get rid of it. I mean, look how long it took them to, to admit, admit that the keyboard was messed up. They're okay, not well, going to get rid of it. Think of it's it as the force. There forever. Think of it as the forced touch of technologies. You know, everybody mm -hmm. will, it's there. Most people won't use it. And eventually it'll just either morph into something else or go well, away. We're, we're going to have to have a forced touch tech talk because I, I have issues. I, I like forced touch and I'm, I'm okay. sad to see it go, but we, we won't go there it. today. I never missed it. Now we'll save that for, for later in the summer. What I, what I do think will happen is I think the touch bar is going to, I think Apple's going to double, triple, quadruple down on the touch bar. And I think that the trackpad is going to get more touchy, if you will. And I think that now that Apple can do so much more with the Mac with its own processors and, and, and its own architecture, I think that the keyboard is going to change dramatically. And I think, you know, maybe we'll be sliding our fingers around on a, on a we, oh, we, we no. see it. I mean, the PCs have it. We, we've seen no. it before. You mean like a keyboard that's sort of on the, on the iPhone, the glass? No, no, no. I, glass I don't think keyboard. they're going to get rid of like the keys. Okay. But I think the way we interact with the keyboard, um, 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 Acer makes a gaming keyboard with that, that has things like that. And the keyboard's in the front and there's a, there's a whole glass thing in the back. Intel has shown off like dual screen concepts. And I think that I was going to get a lot more creative with 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 the laptop as we know it I, I think that's true you know and i think the the, the point that uh, we're sort of all talking around is is given the fact that apple is going to its own silicon and uh, you know something that had sort of fallen between the cracks for me is the fact that obviously it'll have its own gpu 
yeah. which will be part of this whole stack, you know, and that is going to allow it to take the design of its hardware and directions that, you know, as you say, we haven't seen since maybe the MacBook Air because it really will control everything and can optimize it. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, GPUs, um, I think That's it was Apple. Joe. He really likes GPUs. <laughs> I think it was Apple Insider. They, they found um, a, a comment in, in one of the WWDC sessions where they said that Apple is going to basically confirm that the new processors will have Apple GPUs and not AMD, which everyone assumed they would have the same, because, you know, AMD is really gonna, you know, uh, Apple got rid of Nvidia a while ago. So uh, everyone just assumed they would use the the, the Radeon graphics because they worked with with ARM and all that. That's not, that doesn't seem to be the, 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 the way they're gonna go. So, yeah, Apple processors plus Apple GPUs plus Apple coprocessors. So they're really going all in and here and saying, you know, this is this is going to be all Apple with the exception of, you know, Thunderbolt and and, and a couple of, um, you know, internal parts, modems and things if, 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 if it comes to that. So it's a it's a real interesting time for what Apple is going to be doing to do, doing to the Mac. At first, it'll be all about speed. And they're going to tout these tremendous speed boosts, and you know, P PC people will argue about whether or not they're accurate, and blah 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 blah. blah. It'll be like like 1990 all over again. But in a year or two, once the transition's done, you know, I think the Mac is really due for you know just a just a massive overhaul in you know just what we see, what we think, you know, of a of of, of a Mac and a PC, and and and, and what it can do. Would you be leery of buying one of the new Apple Silicon-based Macs as soon as they come out? Like, like, for, like in January? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be big time leery. You know, with, with Intel, it was Intel. You know, so you kind of knew what you were getting. Yes, it was different. And yes, you had to run Rosetta and all this stuff. But, you know, the, the people making apps, you were comfortable with the fact that they were going to be able to or they were going to be on board. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would not buy one of the first MacBooks with Apple Silicon unless you don't necessarily care, is for lack of a better word. Like, you know, some people just want email and web browsing and things like that. And, you know, they use it for, for relatively smaller tasks. I mean, if you want that, that's fine. But if you're dependent on your computer for certain applications need to work and need to work well and quickly, I would at least wait to make sure that those are supported by the Apple chips. That's great advice. Great. That said, I'm going to want one. I mean, <laughs> I, everyone's going to want one. I mean, this well, is the I've, as I said, it was asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't discourage anyone from buying one. I don't think it's hyperbole to say this is the biggest, the biggest move Apple has ever made with its Mac, with with the Mac. I mean, yeah, Intel was huge and, and, and PowerPC was, was huge. And, but this is the first time they're going to be making a Mac and engineering the whole thing. Battery life, speed, design, camera, everything that we have issues with, 
with the with the current Mac and PCs, you know, all the problems, you know, I, I, I use problems in a very broad sense, right. but all of the all, all of the the, the the current frustrations that we have with PCs, you know, I'm not going to say Apple's going to solve all of them on day one and or or even at all, but this is the first time Apple has a chance to say, you know what, we are going to do things our way. And you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes. I mean, you know, PC purists are gonna say, well, you know, abandon the Mac. And maybe there's something to be said for that. But if you, you know, are interested in just, just you know, straight up innovation and just use, you know, use Apple products exclusively and don't necessarily care about losing Photoshop for six months or losing, you know, some, some CAD software that no one ever uses. If you just stick with Apple stuff, it's super exciting. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting with me. Always interesting, always helpful. I think the point, and certainly the point that we were talking sort of around the whole time, as you pointed out, Ken, is that these new processors are going to be huge and they're really like the catalyst, haha, for change. So it's going to be really exciting to see what happens. So that new Mac. Yeah, when are we going to expect to see it? Early next year, early 2021? Uh, Tim Cook said at WWDC they plan on shipping them by the end of this year. The first one or two, whatever. Right. He said the first Apple Silicon-based Macs uh, this year. So okay, Ken, my friend's going to start saving yeah. his money now, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll have so to Ken, get him to start saving. Once you get one, you can let us know how it is. <laughs> you, you can also Deal. send me that 16-inch MacBook Pro you have if you like. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> offline. I'll make you a deal. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for calling in and chatting with me. Always great. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell icon in the corner so you can be notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, dreams about the future of the Mac, let me know in the comments below. Thank you again for watching, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.